Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to the FemiPod. This is episode number 43. And today I am writing solo. It is just me, Lydia O'Donnell, the Femi co-founder, as my best friend and co-founder of Femi. Also, Esther is away at the moment. Unfortunately, she's had some pretty challenging times lately. Her partner, her if you have been a long time listener, you will already know this, but her partner, Byron, actually donated his kidney to his dad about 10 months ago and unfortunately recently has fallen ill. With the details to come, I'm sure Esther will fill you all in when she is back on on board with Femi, but at the moment she's taking some time to be with him as he is pretty unwell, unfortunately, and so she's spending some time away from Femi and spending time with those that she loves, which is totally understandable, and I'm glad that she is able to do that at this time. So all of our love and support and thoughts, I'm sure, are with Esther. Um, If you want to flick her a message on Instagram, I am sure she will appreciate it. I don't know if you'll get a reply at this time, but definitely let her feel the love because she is one of those true angels that are there for everybody else in times of need. So it's nice for us to feel like we can give back to her when she needs it. But from me today, I thought I would jump on here and just give you guys a bit of an update around where I'm at, things that I have learned even just over the last couple of weeks and seeing someone close to me like Byron fall ill. So I guess I wanted to chat to you about gratitude and how important it is to be grateful for the small things in life, especially your health and your body. Um, And then I'll give you a bit of an update about my training and where I'm at racing-wise. And then obviously we have a pretty exciting product launch of Femi Theory, our education course, which is set to launch very soon. So I'll give you some more information about that too. But to start off with gratitude, like something that I have spent a lot of time thinking about recently and even over the last couple of years myself I have had some pretty challenging times with my dad getting diagnosed with cancer last year and finding myself in you know a two-year lockdown in Melbourne spending a lot of time alone and um and dealing with my own health this year as well I mean nothing anywhere near as serious as fire and but you know getting COVID twice and then Falling ill with influenza, I think uh, it's been a definitely a challenging time for all of us. And through the process of the last few years, for me, I've learned a lot about how important it is to be grateful for the small things in life. And I, I find being grateful really has helped me to get through those challenging times because there's so many things in our day-to-day lives that we just take for granted. And we really forget how important it is to I don't want to use the word grateful too many times, but I think it is important for us to, you know, show gratitude towards those small things. And I really do, and I think I've talked about this before, believe that sport and running in particular gives you those tools and those abilities to be grateful for small things, such as, you know, water on a marathon course. 
I don't think you'll ever be so grateful for water in your day-to-day life as you are when you're 30 or 35 k's deep into a marathon and um, being able to get that water and be grateful for it and get excited to get it. It's funny, like even when you know there's a water station coming up in the K or 500 meters, you start to get excited by the fact that you're about to get some fluids into you. And I think those little things definitely teach you so much about being grateful. And for me, like gratitude is one of those things that I really lean on, especially when times are tough and when you have to stay optimistic, being grateful and optimism really go side by side. So for me, when I found out about my dad, I was forced into an MIQ room. So I flew home from Australia to New Zealand to be by his side. And I didn't realize at the time that I was flying that I was going to get put into a hotel room for two weeks to isolate because of COVID. And when I found out that I had to go into that hotel room by myself while my dad was suffering pretty severe cancer, I was absolutely broken. And I realized in that moment, there was nothing I could do about the situation. That was the situation it was. And I was going to have to get through those two weeks. And so for me, leaning on things that lit me up throughout the day, um, such as speaking to my loved ones and exercising although I was in a pretty small room I still had the ability to exercise I got a bike and I did some strength body weight workouts in my room and I was doing that every morning um, and was so grateful for it and I think um, when I really sat back and thought about those days that I spent in that room it was gratitude that really got me through that really tough time so being able to focus on the good things the things that we can do, the things that our body is doing for us in the background that we're not even aware of, you know, really just realizing how lucky we are to have those things going on for us and keeping us alive and kicking in the day to day. So, yeah, I think um, one thing that I try to do now every time I wake up in the morning and even my boyfriend James and I do is like, message each other things that we're grateful for throughout the day and that again just like when you're deep in work or in training or anything challenging going back to those things that you love and you're lucky to have and you're grateful for definitely gets you through that so I've used the five minute journal in the past and that is a gratitude journal you wake up in the morning you write down like three things you're grateful for and three things that you want to go well today and and then at the end of the day you kind of recap it with three things that went well and things that you can work on and I think yeah, as boring as it might sound, it actually is It is quite an enjoyable process. And once you start kind of getting into that really good rhythm of doing that, it will start coming to you without you even thinking about it. Like subconsciously, you'll start leaning on to the idea of gratitude and looking at things in a different way and, and being totally grateful for the fact that these things are working around us. And I know that even Byron and the position he's in right now, he's um he's definitely leaning on gratitude a lot to to get him through. And um, yeah, we're sending a lot of love and support to him. So in saying all of that, like running obviously has been something for me that I've done for my entire life to make me feel good and and mentally and physically feel healthy. And I think for the last few years, I've really been focusing on racing and trying to run PBs and trying to run fast because I think I spent a lot of my 20s 
not quite reaching my potential. And I really wanted to spend those early years in my 30s focusing on the fact that I believe that I can reach these times and get these placings and and really work on my confidence and go into races with the idea that I know that I can do it and then try and you know achieve these results that I was chasing. And I think I got pretty consumed by that, especially 2019. Then even going through COVID, I was still trying to hustle to run fast races and run fast times. And, and then at the start of this year, when I got sick um, back to back for about four months, pretty much six months after recovery, I have been trying to kind of get back into the rhythm of training and racing. And I recently raced the Sunshine Coast half marathon about uh, two or three weeks ago now. And it was awesome to be back in a race and so cool to be back in the, the atmosphere of racing and the event was incredible. And although I was four minutes off my PB, which sounds like a lot of time in a half marathon, uh, I was so grateful to be out there and to be doing it and just to get to that finish line and feel good. So happy to be there. So I had some pretty big ambitious goals for the year, like especially after the first half of the year, not going to plan. I thought for me, Chicago Marathon has been on my bucket list for a very long time. It's definitely the marathon that I want to race. If I had to pick one, that would be the one. And it's something that I've always kind of dreamt of doing. I think the idea of running another marathon in America really excites me because New York was so amazing, but Chicago is a flat course. So it means that you can almost get the atmosphere of New York, but also run a fast time. So I actually signed up to run the Chicago Marathon this year, which is in October. And I kind of set my sights in June that that was going to be my goal for the year so that I can achieve something that I'm really proud of out of the running that I've been doing this year. And up until about a week ago, that kind of was my goal. And then after the Sunshine Coast Half Marathon, I took a bit of time to recover from that, probably a little longer than I initially had imagined I would take. And then on top of the training and the racing and recovering, we're also building Femi and we're part of this incredible opportunity at Startmate. If you haven't listened to our podcast about Startmate and the Startmate Accelerator program, I definitely urge you to go back and listen to it because it's pretty incredible that we get to do this. But I have spent the last couple of months and we'll spend another month or so on the program with Esther building Femi and the future of what Femi is going to be. And it's been incredible, but super intensive, a lot of hours, a lot of work is going on behind the scenes around Femi. And, and on top of that, we're also launching Femi Theory, which I'll touch on soon, but there's a lot of work going on around Femi. And I've been investing a lot of my energy and a lot of my time into the company. And when I was in my twenties, I was working for Nike as a brand manager. And I think um, I was also trying to train really hard for marathons as well. So I had a lot of energy output and not so much energy input. And um, that actually led me to falling into a state of relative energy deficiency syndrome where I did lose my menstrual cycle. And recently knowing how much work and stress is going on at the moment alongside the training, it kind of brought me back to my 20s when I did go through that period of losing my menstrual cycle and falling pretty ill. and. I kind of had to sit back last week and just reassess what was going on in my life and and what happened to me in my 20s that I did not want to happen to me again. And I I had to make a decision really. So 
I knew I couldn't do everything to 100%. I, I know that if I do try and do everything right now, I'll, I'll be giving everything, you know, 50 or 60% of me versus focusing on one or two things and doing them really well. So I decided to pull pin on Chicago Marathon as much as I was so excited to do it and really pumped about getting to the US and traveling for racing again and being in that environment and and um and running hopefully a really strong marathon. I also know that in the state that I'm in right now with how much energy is going elsewhere, I I can't commit to it. I can't commit to the the training. I couldn't quite get the the marathon miles in my legs alongside everything else. And then I can't really commit to going to America and traveling there and, and running a really solid race when my mind is currently elsewhere and my energy is currently elsewhere. So unfortunately I have pulled pin on Chicago, which does break my heart, but I know that the marathon will be there for a long time and that Chicago is there at any point I can head over and run the race. I'm in a fortunate position that I can do that. And so I've decided to really focus on bringing Femi Theria and, and continuing to build Femi for all of you, for all of our community and for myself and for Esther. And, and um, I'm really excited about this opportunity to continue to build this incredible community. So. Yeah, I doesn't mean I'm not racing and it doesn't mean I'm not training. I am actually racing the Sydney Running Festival next weekend, the 10K distance over there. So really excited for that. And then I'm going to head on and do the Melbourne Marathon Half Marathon. So um, it's not like I don't have anything to get excited about. I definitely do. And I'm so grateful that I can get up each day and go for a run and whether that's a 5K recovery jog or, you know, a 20 or 25K workout, I I'm just so grateful that I have the ability to do that. And alongside that, I get to do something I love, which is work with these amazing women building this incredible community to hopefully shift the needle when it comes to gender equality or inequality and um, make some changes in this world. So very lucky to be doing that. Chicago can wait. And I'm, I'm excited to race in the next couple of weeks. So leading into Femi Theory, which is definitely something that is taking a lot of my energy at the moment, we are set to launch Femi Theory in a couple of weeks. So we launched our waitlist a few weeks ago. And thank you to everybody who went ahead and signed up for the waitlist. It's awesome to see so much interest in the course that we are building. For those who don't know, Femi Theory is an online education course built to educate others to empower women. So it's all about teaching people because we know of the lack of education around female physiology and female psychology. We've built this course to educate both coaches and trainers and anybody that wants to learn, be you a father or a teacher, a physical education teacher. We've built this course to hopefully educate all of you how to better work with females. So we do know that there's only 6% of sports science research studies going on that um, are around females and female physiology, and we definitely want to crush that number. But the education that is being done, we have pulled together into one place for you to go to to become Femi Theory accredited and put in the time and energy that women deserve. So this course is brought to you by our six experts, so including Esther and myself. We have our psychologist, Lily Burden. We have our doctor, Dr. Izzy Smith. We have our dietitian, Sarah Whittison. And we also have our physiotherapist, Grace Coombs. So between the six of us, we bring this course to life. It's 
about eight hours of video content and you can work through it at your own time, at your own pace, whenever you want. So all of this information is on our website. And if you are really interested in doing Femi Theory, join our waitlist and you will be the first to hear about when we do launch. But our set date is in the next couple of weeks. So get excited for it. Um, and if you have any questions about the course, definitely come to us on Instagram or on our website, femi.co and ask us any questions. Um, but yeah, we're super excited. Not long to go. It has been over, I would say about 15 months in the making. So it's pretty cool that we are nearly there on launch day. Uh, but those kind of are the updates at the moment. I know this is a really short episode, but as I am flying solo, it is a little bit weird chatting to myself. So I am um, really looking forward to getting Esther back hopefully soon. And we will bring a podcast interview to you next week with an incredible guest. I'm really excited to share this one with you. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, if you do want to get to us on Instagram, you can hit us up at femi.co or head to our website, femi.co. I hope you're all doing well and training is going well. And I'm really looking forward to chatting to you more when our lovely Esther is back on board. Um, but in the meantime, have a great day.